Welcome to Street Riders. 10 minutes of writing motivation, inspiration, and activation. Hey, Mark here. Without Dan this time, because on this past Labor Day weekend, he was doing labor. On assignment for a crunch project. So I'm holding the fort with a Best of Dan episode. Three of the segments that had me taking notes and learning tricks. Not that I tell him. Wouldn't want his head getting too big. But anyway, here are the three segments that inspired me. Enjoy. Take a swing at this. These are our tips, tricks, and sleight of hand to power up your pencil and percolate your brain. I don't know what this technique's called. I've always just called type it out. Right. And it's it's it sounds brute force and it is, but I found it's a great way when you don't know how to get started, especially right. if it's an unfamiliar genre. Mm-hmm. or if it's an assignment in the mm-hmm. sense of you're working within a category maybe you haven't played with before, real estate maybe, right. or a certain type of technology. I just grab stuff right. that is pre-written, and I just start retyping it. Ah. If it's if it's a horror story, I start retyping pages of Stephen King. If right. it's a mystery or a, a crime thriller, grab some Elmore Leonard. Right. If it's a, when I used to do a lot of work on IBM, I would take uh, pages of their technical description and I would just start typing it. Right. And what I found was it got me in the groove and it got me in the mindset. So then when it was the time to shift over to the original writing, I wasn't trying to ape King. I wasn't trying to ape Leonard. Right. I wasn't trying to uh, just Mm retype other material from an IBM or another client. Right. But I was trying to put myself in that mindset so that I was... I was living that life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I find, I, I found and find that it really starts to click. You get the rhythm going. Yeah. And it's a lot easier entree point if you are, if you're not feeling it right away. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in that camp and, and I didn't type other st- people's stuff, but what I used to type were curse words. Mm-hmm. I would type now every... Now you just say them. I just say them. That's right. But I typed every combination of words because I was so pissed that I had to write and I had nothing to write about. Or I knew what I wanted to write about. I just couldn't get it on paper. Or I was on a deadline mm-hmm. that every goddamn curse on the planet I'd hit and I'd say I don't want to do this crap blah 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 <laughs> the ex- ex- exercise that stuff out of out you. yeah right. and and it would sometimes be a page of that mm-hmm. but at some point your fingers start saying all right but we got to get it done anyway so what the hell are you going to do sure. shut up and start writing you're moving forward on something whether it's with right. the page or the screen or the keyboard but uh, in your case, you were getting out that frustration. Oh, it was just like. venting. Yeah, yeah. And in my case, it was that sense right. of, of wanting to get into that that world and that mindset. Yeah. And I put that suggestion to, to other writers, mm. more junior writers, mm-hmm. or even people who I consider peers mm-hmm. who are facing a blank uh, screen and I don't know how to get started. Right. And many times I found that they have found that it, it works for them. What happens here is the physical actions Mm -hmm. start to get your mind in different place than that conscious rational point no the rationalization is important but it will kill you sometimes because you overthink it even if it's picking up on somebody else's cadence right like leonard's cadence king's cadence you know pick your favorite author or just somebody you're inspired by right i think that cadence too starts to make you realize even unconsciously yeah the, 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 the beats of dialogue. Yeah. Not necessarily the skill of the dialogue, but just 
No, it's it's that back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Or it's that longer extension of a certain type of description, the right. way a, a sentence feels like it's structured, and the commas even. Right. You start to create a little bit of a muscle memory around that. Yeah. So then when you shift gears, mm-hmm. and now you're typing a technical description or a health-oriented description or something else like that, a scary description, Yeah. you, you, you start to play that out, and then it feels unnatural mm-hmm. if you're in that genre and you're right. not doing it. Right. You're getting into somebody else's rhythm so you could find your own. I love it. I think it's a, a great trick. So I'm going to be typing right now. I know. So Let's start typing. Type that. They beat us to the punch. Admiring the craft or being jealous of it. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk about the last two Avengers, the final two Avenger movies, the uh, Endgame and the one before that, which was... Infinity War. Infinity War. Gee, what a shocker. We're on different sides, kind of different sides, and then Dan will talk and I'll go on his side because I'm a wimp. But the uh, <laughs> the last episode, I kind of liked it. In fact, there was an, a good, edit, a good uh, critic in Times who was talking about closing off any of these multi-year, multi-season kind of things is brutally tough. Mm-hmm. And I thought they really worked hard to do it. I gave them some credit for doing it. I don't have a problem with Endgame. I, I like Endgame a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it was phenomenally entertaining. I was completely into it. Uh, you know, enjoyed, cheered at it. Uh, certainly a lot of my background and working in comics, you know, made me feel even more pumped up about it so right. there's no disagreement there mm-hmm. well well crafted well constructed hugely enjoyable i did not think from a writing point of view mm-hmm. like structurally from mm-hmm. when i think about it it's got a lot of it's got a lot of things they introduce right. they throw time travel in there they throw um uh, shifts in the in the characterization of the villain right that that after the fact had me thinking a lot and thinking okay. in a way that sort of you know ah, that's a little like troublesome. Like we, right. we focus like on Thanos, who in the first film, the Infinity War film, which we'll talk about in a second, maybe, you know, is a philosopher villain, right? In, mm-hmm. in his own way. Sure. He's, he's grand in that sense. Yeah. When you get to the end of this film and they have the big battle, which hugely enjoyable, hugely action packed. Yeah. It's not the same character. Yeah. Right. That's so so the fact that you're you're having this confrontation again. Right. It is a completely different character that we are having that confrontation with. Mm-hmm. So while it feels like a continuance, dramatically it's a little bit different. Now I did not feel that in the moment, mm-hmm. but things like that and the the confusing elements of the time travel. Yeah. Afterwards, I'm like, how does that add up? Yeah. And frankly, any movie that disses Back to the Future, which is probably the most tightly constructed time travel series of all time. Sure. I have problems with. Right. But I don't pick it that way. But I do I go back to Infinity War mm-hmm. as a writer's exercise. Yeah. And I think back to that, and I find that hugely well constructed because of something the writers had said when they put that together. And they uh-huh. said they wrote it from Thanos's point of view. And that's that's interesting. I didn't know that when you told me that, and I, I said that I never picked that up. And, and but if you look at it from that perspective, yeah. or even if you don't, right? You know, he's the villain, right? And we're right. cheering for the Avengers, and we feel so sad at the end when they, you know, get snapped out of existence, right? But when you look at it that way, or maybe even if you don't, it he if you look at it from the here, he's the hero, right. right? He faces challenges, right? Right. The Avengers are his challenges. He has to find these stones or his right. challenges. He has to make hugely dramatic decisions and sacrificing sure. his daughter. Sure. And at the end, he's chilling, right? Yeah, he's yeah, achieved yeah. his goal. Right. And he's kind of settling back. Right. And when you watch it that way, 
It's, it, it's, it's, it's actually a perfectly well-constructed film. Yeah. And while we look at it as kind of like a cliffhanger, right. it, it's really interesting from that point of view where it's a hugely satisfying film yeah. and I think tight, more tightly constructed in that way. Uh, but that's, you know, bo- both are great pieces of entertainment. And, and that's, this is from Dan who wrote Daredevil comics and other comics for years and, and that really helped, even just saying that helps me because I liked now I like the opening of Endgame even more because, as you say, here's this hero who's transformed the world in his warped mind, mm-hmm. and now he's just living this simple existence, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's just making, you know, living on a farm and eating his little stuff. Right. So when they come after him, he's like, I did my thing. Yeah, my I don't think Endgame is, is his film. Right. Like it definitely shifts back to now it's their, yeah, yeah, their yeah. film. Yeah. But yes. I mean, it ends it his arc, though. Yeah. Right? So that was kind of cool. Hit us with your best shot. Send us what you got and get in the ring with us. You know, sometimes you you hit a wall and how do you approach things? And I had an opportunity to write a business article recently. uh, And it was supposed to be five trends or maybe it's upcoming trends in a particular area. And and I was struggling with it. You know, there was that procrastination and that sense of like kind of overwhelming, how am I going to get started with this? And and, uh, it certainly was coming partly just from that (laughs) <laughs> you know that their wall is suddenly in front of me where did that come from right and uh, and part of it I felt like I needed to kind of approach this in a very business like way I needed to kind of be business like <laughs> about it right. I needed to be very professional right. and discover white what gloves. These, these trends are yeah white sure. gloves on and and that I could have killed myself on and I yeah. was I, I felt myself uh, you know not making the progress I wanted to but finally what got me through it was just shifting my mindset around it and i i stopped worrying about the professionalism of it right and i finally said to myself one evening you're supposed to be good at this <laughs> you're, supposed moron? Be, you're supposed to be a moron you're a writer you're you're, you're supposed to be a good storyteller right, 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 right. and i stopped worrying about what i thought a business article about these trends was supposed to be right and i shifted it to if you are going to approach this particular area right uh, what would be your intentions to do something in that area? And, right. and, and I wrote it just as myself, if you get it. And I, it. I kind of came at it with my own character, my own tonality. And I hope it's good, ultimately. Right. We'll, we'll see. Right. But uh, it just freed me. And I right. think that was the key for me in approaching anything like that. Of You have to be yourself mm-hmm. as opposed to worrying about the conventions of a particular structure that might be in your mind. Contact us at streetwriters.podcast.gmail.com with your questions, comments, material you're working on, or tips on writing. Tell your friends to listen, and their friends too. So take it to the streets. And fight to write!